listening to the Art of Fulfillment podcast. We interview the world's most fulfilled people to share with you the strategies, techniques, and ideas that can help you master your own art of fulfillment. Life isn't about external success. It's all about fulfillment. Or in other words, how you feel about yourself when you are by yourself. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Art of Fulfillment podcast. This is another episode with my boy, Ryan Wilson here. And uh, we got an awesome, awesome subject here. But uh, first, Ryan, how the hell are you doing, my man? I am doing fantastic, Joe. Can't wait to get this show on the road. This is going to be a great episode. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, brother. Doing great. And we've, I think we've texted and told each other, like, this is going to be a good one over and over again. And so, I, I really do think so, like not only because um, I think these principles have totally changed our life, but I think it, and we were just talking about this with this. Spreading the knowledge, but we're about to spread the knowledge, bro, of all, exactly. these, of all these great people. Of all these great people. And we were just talking about it. It was funny. We were talking, we were looking at some guy's Instagram who has a pretty fucking sweet life. And Ryan was literally like, you know, really all it takes is just saying, how did you build this and applying it into your own life and getting there? And that really is the key to success for a lot of people. It's yes, there's the psychology and understanding that and everything, but you learn that from people, but you also learn the strategies to get where they have gotten to in their life. And the best way to learn something or to build yourself into someone who you're not is to find someone who did the same exact thing that you did and implemented in your life. So today's episode, we are talking about the most impactful mentors that Ryan and had on our life and what they taught us and what they, they continue to teach us. Continue to good good catch there. Continue to teach us every single day. And one quick note um, about these people is that nowadays when you hear the word mentor, you think in-person mentor. But I always say, fuck that. Like that's a direct mentor. Like, yes, you can do that. But it's, if you don't have a director that, or a direct mentor, that is not an excuse to not have a mentor. Instead, find indirect mentors, find people you can listen to their podcasts, read their books, um, watch their YouTube videos, watch TED Talks. Like, that's how you can get mentored. And like almost any time, like if you take that mentor and you type into Google and type the question that you have or you would ask them, like nine times out of 10, you're going to find the answer on there. So, um, yeah. So we're going to be talking mostly about indirect mentors here um, just to kind of show you that you don't necessarily need an in-person mentor to get you to where you want to be. But um, we're going to share the impactful um, lessons that we've learned. So anything you want to add before we dive right in, Ryan? Let's, let's get to it, man. I'm looking super forward to this one. One thing, actually, uh, it's funny. Joe and I think a lot alike and we are very similar in a lot of ways. So we actually do have a few mentors in common. So we'll kind of just be bouncing back off one another and uh, kind of going from there. So let's do it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. We're going to start with the ones that were in common for us. And then we're going to kind of go up the ones that we had the differences on. Um, and not the differences in the sense that like, because like even the ones that Ryan has on his list that aren't on my list are, are still incredibly impactful in my life. So, and same goes to him too. So um, yeah. But anyways, let's get right into it. So do you want to talk about the first person on our list, Ryan? Um. I don't know. You just you want to start with uh, with uh, with our guy David Goggins. How about that? <laughs> starting starting with with 
David G on the first on the list. Yeah, let's do it, man. I mean, Goggins for me, like that dude, like, and I'm going to say this about everybody on the list, but like that, that guy really changed my life. And the, the reason why I think he's so impactful, it's like, yeah, you listen to his videos, right? And they're fucking, they get you ramped up. He's like, you know, like today he was like, stop being a bitch and just go out and do it. Like you hear this shit, you're like, oh, Navy SEAL, all this stuff. But the coolest thing about David Goggins is that he literally was not always that person. He literally he came from nothing and he built that for himself. Exactly. Like that is the most inspirational thing. Like, yeah, sure. He does all this shit. Like he runs, you know, 20 miles a day and um, does all this fucking crazy, crazy shit. But the fact that he built him up from someone who had a really rough background, who was poor, who experienced racism, who um, was fat, right? He was a fat motherfucker. And then he totally changed his life and became the person we am. That's the inspiration that, that Goggins really brings to me. Like, what, what drew you to him first, Ryan? Well, so, so I actually, a friend told me about him, uh, like, my junior year of college, like, three, four years ago. Uh, like, one of my buddies, if he's listening to this podcast, maybe, maybe he'll pick up on it. But um, uh, he's just like, dude, like, you got to look up this guy, uh, this guy David Goggins online. So, like, I, I researched him. Like, uh, I think it might have been a Joe Rogan interview or something like mm. that. But um, just his story was, was – I was pretty blown away. So, like, I kind of got into his – everything he preached, just, like, going out there and, and doing your absolute best, busting your ass, and not leaving, any, not leaving anything on the table, no excuses, all that stuff. But then I read his book, mm-hmm. uh, Can't Hurt Me, in, like, in like a day and a half. And um, everything he said in that book from, like, the, the, uh, the cookie jar to the accountability yeah. mirror just resonated so much with me. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like, like there is – everybody i mean including myself obviously like is capable of so much more than they're than they're currently doing and 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 i was like i made a decision then i was like all right i'm going to to put my best foot forward and 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 be the best aim to be the best person i can fulfill my potential down the road because i mean this guy came from nothing and he did it and he literally he jumped hurdles all over all these obstacles and and just like so many setbacks and, and and he just built this incredible life for him, this, this incredible journey. And the guy's not a billionaire, you know, he's not a business guru. He's right. literally just living his authentic life. And it resonates with so many people, not so many people like, I mean, including me and you, it's just incredible. Yeah, dude, a thousand percent. And, and yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Cause it's very similar to my kind of thing too, is when I read that book, I was like, God damn, like he is the epitome of just what's possible for the human potential. And I think the way that we're going to do this podcast um, is we'll break it down. It's like the three key lessons that I think we learn from each person and how we applied it into our lives and kind of take it from there. So that does sound like a good plan for you. Yeah, it works. All right, sweet. Um, so can't hurt me is definitely, it's, it's a, it's the number two book on my list of all time. Number one, number one, Oh, we'll nope. go to that later. We'll do that later. Number one, he's one of the mentors on the list. So, yeah, um, later. but he, it, that is the number two book for me. And anyone who is struggling, you know what? Just anyone in general, pick up that fucking book and read it. It is unbelievable. Um, not only the transformation that he makes, but how he tells the story in there. It, 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 the stories infused with practical advice to help you get there. And so that, that's kind of going, the first thing for me was like, the, the, the first thing that Goggins taught me was that if you're someone 
who really wants to make change in any area of your life, um, you can do that. And um, the way that you do that is by putting yourself through ex like this, these uncomfortable situations that essentially train your brain to go into the uncomfortable. Now, I know it sounds cliche. I know it sounds like very like, oh yeah, in order to grow, you have to get uncomfortable. But he made it very tangible for me because I never really thought about like, and, and the time I read the book, I was, I was training physically and everything, but I never really put it together in terms of like, you can, you don't have to grow up in a terrible situation in order to experience adversity or harden or callous your mind, as he says or to train yourself to be more resilient in your life, you have to intentionally put yourself in uncomfortable situations on the daily basis to callous your mind so that you become resilient. Because for me growing up, dude, I was such a wimp. Like I literally skirted anything difficult. Like dude, no matter. The same exact boat, 100%. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We were in the same boat. And I was just like, you know what? Like I'm just not a resilient kid. And once I read this and it was like, hey, resilience is a skill. Not only is it a skill, here's how you fucking do it. Like go out and do the tough and difficult situations situations in your life like that was a game changer for me and ever since then i've learned to fall in love with the pain fall in love with the uncomfortableness fall in love with the struggle like now like when i'm on a run and i start to feel that pain cave like i literally like i start to get like excited i'm like fuck yeah like here we go because i know Dude, it leads exactly. to growth and that was that's the biggest transformation I've got for Goggins. And the reason why it's helped me so much is because when I'm in really difficult situations, whether it's in a run, um, in my job, um, in my relationships, I always learn to embrace it and move towards it because I know that it's not only going to make me stronger, but that's actually going to lead me to the person that I want to be in my life. And it has paid absolute dividends and it's been a mantra to me going forward. So that's, that's definitely lesson number one for me. What's, what's the first lesson for you? Dude, I mean, I could, I could just bounce right off that. I mean, same exact thing, dude. My, my entire life, I was, like, like you said, I was a total wimp, but I literally strayed away from anything that was challenging or made me uncomfortable. And after reading that book, I was like, all right, like, I want to challenge myself physically. I want to challenge myself mentally. I want to challenge myself socially. So I got a job in sales. I fucking hated sales my whole life. I hated, mm -hmm. I hated talking to people that I didn't know and trying to be two-faced. And I mean, that, that's what I thought it was, although it really isn't. And just um, uh, training physically hard. I mean, I was lifting weights every now and then, but just like really, really challenging your body and, and realizing once you hit that threshold, it's like, damn, like I actually have so much more to give. And like, I totally grew from this experience. So just getting in uncomfortable situations and challenging yourself literally on a daily basis is, is, is the number one thing, obviously I took away from you. I mean, what's the, what's the what's number two? What do we got? What else? Yeah, no, great, great points, man. Great points. I love it. I love how you mentioned that thing about sales. It's like you didn't like it, but, and it was yeah, hard and challenging. Sales. Now I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. You know, like, yeah. I like how this goes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, dude. Oh man. It's, it's, it's real funny and it's, it's cool. To, like I hated running and then here, here I am now. Um, I swimming, bro. Like it just, it just fucking compounds, dude. It's crazy. It is. And for context for those listening, Ryan fucking swam 6.2 miles. What was it like a week or two ago? I think it was two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Joe's <laughs> about to run a 50 K in a couple months too. So 50 miles. 50 miles. Hey, not selling them short. I just said, it wrong. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah. But, uh, and it's because of the uncomfortable things that allowed us. That's another thing too. When you, ex when you go towards what's uncomfortable, you might uncover 
something that you love that you may have thought you wouldn't before. Um, so there's that. Number two for me is, and it kind of builds on the first point, but it brings it into a more practical sense is like, okay, like, resilience is a skill that you can learn and develop. You can be mentally tough. How the fuck do you do that? And one of the best things for me was the cookie jar, like the cookie jar technique. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the book or this story, and I'm not going to like basically give all the way the details because I want you to read it for yourself. There is a part in the book where he talks about how he ran a hundred mile race. Now it was his first hundred mile race ever. Now you might be thinking, oh yeah, like he's an ultra runner. Like, of course he's going to do that. The dude, I don't think, what did he say? It was something like he never ran more than an hour on a treadmill. Yeah, no, more totally like, absurd. He just yeah. showed up with a thing of myoplex and saltine crackers or some shit and just ran 100 miles. Yeah, he never like ran more than, I think it was like five miles or something like that before that. And he like lit, like deadlifted and squatted and like did all this shit the day before, like did not train, totally unprepared. And he ran this 100 mile race and basically mile 70, the dude, he was fucking dying, like all this shit. And I'm not going into detail because I really want you the way that he does it. Like I remember reading this chapter and I reread it recently and it literally had just chills up and down my spine and I have chills right now thinking about it. Um, but in mile 70, he's basically broken down and then he employs his himself. He was shitting himself. The guy was shitting himself, literally shitting himself, literally shitting himself. Um, pissing blood, like all this crazy stuff. And then he implies this method called, or applies this method called the cookie jar method. And it helps him run like run like literally i think run at a 10 minute pace the last 30 miles or some shit like that and this was um, this was the, his cookie jar were his references from yep. from the past so like him completing hell week uh things like that uh his extremely tough childhood all that shit drove him to finish the race exactly yes and that that technique for me has been paramount in my life because one of the ways that you build your mental resiliency is to build up your cookie jar because in those moments of difficulties and what the cookie jar technique is, is this is when you're in a difficult time, that negative voice in your head is going to be telling you you're not good enough. You're not going to make it like all this shit, trying to like talk you out of it. In those moments, it's up to you to reach into your cookie jar, your mental cookie jar of all the times in your life when you were strong, when you were a fucking badass, when you pushed through, when you ultimately sought through adversity and remind yourself, put yourself in those moments so you can literally feel that. And, and remind yourself that you're a badass because oftentimes we beat ourselves up too much and we, often, we don't remind ourselves of how badass we are. So for me, I not only imply that in my life every time I'm in a tough situation, I remember all the times that I was victorious, that I was resilient and everything like that, but I'm always trying to seek out new experiences to add in my cookie jar so I have more references. 100%. Um, so that one was powerful for me in terms of number two. What about you, man? What, no, what that's, I mean, I, I'm in the same thing. And then, I mean, I would say the dude, I mean, just totally agree. The last one I would say is um, uh, just to be authentically, authentically yourself, I guess, not, yeah. and, and not care about what other people's agenda is. Because, you know, I mean, I don't know if you follow this guy on Instagram or anything like that, but the guy doesn't give a fuck about anything, but improving him, his own self. And, you know, like, bringing his, bringing his, putting his best foot forward and, and, you know, not, not dwelling on what the, the negativity or the haters say or anything like that. Um, and, and just, just doing what's best for him. So, so, I mean, that's to, 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 I mean, I guess he knows what other people think of him, but to, to put that aside and to just focus on strictly ben, um, making himself better, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. That's, that's, I'm, that's what I'm out here trying to do, you know? Exactly. I, don't give a fuck. I know what people think of me, but I don't give a fuck 
um, they, they, their opinion is not going to influence what I actually do. So it's one thing to understand what people think of you. It's another thing to, to uh, let that actually influence what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I love that one. Yeah, that's a great one too, especially because it's one that we all deal with is people trying to have backlash on us and, and telling us we can't do something. I mean, more, more times than not, the default response is to pursue that. I think for me too, like um, the big thing, and this is one of your, also a big thing for one of your mentors um, kind of coming up is the whole concept of radical accountability. And in the sense of that, like, basically, I love the quote by him. He says, no one's going to come save you. And it's so true. And all my life before that, like, really, I was always looking for, you know, my parents to have the, the cushion to me or uh, God to come and save me or someone to just like lift me out. No going to help you, but you. Exactly. And, and having that. going to help you, but you. Right, exactly. And having that mindset is super powerful, even though it sounds harsh. Um, but it's true because if no one's going to save you but yourself, that means that you're not waiting for someone else to do it. Like you can just go out and do it. And you always have that power. And so um, there's a whole another story. He talks about the accountability mirror where he developed that, but that was number three for me, for sure. So we just went through Goggins. Fucking incredible. Pickup can't hurt me. Number two, this is the guy that I probably would not be on this podcast if it wasn't for this guy, for sure. Like, don't think so at all. Um, I actually we might- both share the number one book. Correct me if I'm wrong, but- this is both our number one books. Is this, that, is, is that this is your number one book? I didn't I realize it. Oh, oh, we, come on. You don't remember the podcast we did a year ago? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, no, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, it is my number one book. So anyway, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. He is the guru of, not, I mean, our generation as well, but I mean, 20 years ago, he was the guy, I mean, 10 years ago, he was the number one guy in the, the, the personal development, self-development, um, uh, even psychology space. Mm-hmm. But um, he has this book, uh, Awaken the Giant Within, is what you're talking about, right? Yep, correct. Yeah, Awaken the Giant Within, absolutely incredible. Uh, just everything uh, Tony does is essentially about like overcoming limiting, limiting beliefs, all sorts of things like this. But I mean, the number one thing that, that, uh, that I have taken away from him, uh, among many things, is um, uh, in, in relation to like, my identity or, anybody, or your identity in general mm-hmm. for anybody listening. So, so if you, if you identify as something, that's what you're going to, that's what you're going to, going to be. Yeah. So, so, so when I was a, a fucking degenerate, that's what I identified in my head. And that's what other people think of me too. And then I was like, okay, once I read his book, I was like, I, I'm going to make this, this conscious decision to actually change my identity and, um, become something different. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm into fitness. I'm into personal development. I'm into, um, bettering relationships. I'm into, just being the best person I can, you know, and, and now that that's my identity. And honestly, I don't know what other people think. I mean, I, I mean, I would think they probably think that as well of me, but um, it, it, it's a radical shift. So, I mean, what about you? No. Yeah. And a hundred percent. I love that identity part. Like, and we've talked about this on our podcast before, like in terms of like, like that's one of the reasons why I think AA isn't as effective is because you identify as an alcoholic when you're in that program and you're always going to bounce back. That's my personal opinion. Tony would agree. Um, for me, like it's a very simple concept, but I feel like a lot of people don't genuinely believe it. Um, and that is that change is possible. So, um, literally like people are like, yeah, of course change is fucking possible. And listen to this podcast, but hear me out here. So, the first time I ever experienced Tony was I picked up his book and actually the first book I read by him was unlimited power, read unlimited power. Uh, me too. Me too. 
Yeah, great book. Um, but I was that was when I was at basically rock bottom in my life. Miserable, um, just broken up, like or going through a bad time with my girlfriend. I hadn't broken up with her at the time. Um, but going through a real rough time with her. Um, I was unemployed, just not just miserable, addicted to drugs, like drinking like crazy. Like it was just real bad. And um, I figured I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to pick up Tony Robbins book because I know Tony Robbins is like the motivational guru and everything. Um, fuck it. And I picked it up and he was telling me the concept of how change is possible. Change is possible. Now, why was that so earth shattering to me? It was so earth shattering to me because my entire life, I always thought that the way that I was, was who I was going to be for the rest of my life. I thought I was going to be this, this kid who was always addicted to drugs. who was always miserable. It was always all these things. And I didn't think that changing that was possible, but Tony not only showed me how it was possible and, and that it was, but that it really, really is something that, that he has carried out in his own life and done for other people. And when you believe to your core that change is possible, no matter where you are now, that, that shit doesn't matter. Like, cause you're always looking about like, whom, who am I going to be in my life and what can I become? And when you set your sights on that, that ultimately is going to like, just be so powerful. And having that, 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 that hard rooted belief in me that change is possible is just been game changing for me. So that was, that was number one for me. What's, what's number two for you? Number two for me. Uh, what was the, uh, give me, give me, give me your number two. I was literally on the tip of my tongue. Um, I was, what's your number two? What's your number two? Yeah. Number two for me. And this is, this kind of relates to a lot of probably shit that Tony gets. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so number two relates. So a lot of people hear Tony Robbins like, oh yeah, he's a self-help motivational guru. Like, no, he's fucking not. Like he actually gives you like actionable steps to change your life. And that was a key thing for me was he was all about action over knowledge. And he even says, it's a quote from him. Knowledge isn't power. It's only potential power. Applied knowledge is power. And that to me was such a huge thing. And that one came to me later on because after I got on this kick from Tony, I was like reading every self-help book in the book, like fucking watching every video, like all this shit, investing in all this shit. But like I was making progress, but like not real big progress. And I, and then once I learned that concept from him, I actually learned that from him in his seminar, really, really solidifying that, um, prioritizing action over the actual knowledge itself and putting it into practice like that is huge and again it's another simple concept but it's so important especially nowadays when everyone's listening to all these podcasts and reading all these books and taking in all this information it's not going to lead to actual shit or actual change in your life if you don't actually apply it and that was a huge thing for me from tony 100 percent, dude that's awesome i mean uh i i agree with that another one that was was great i guess you could call this my third one uh, it kind of goes hand in hand, but um, he literally, like you referenced the actionable steps. He literally, in both of those books, uh, Awaken the Giant Within and Unlimited Power, he gave you a step-by-step list essentially. So he's like, hey, dude, like plan your whole fucking life. Yeah. Like plan, plan exactly how you want everything to look down to how, what you want your house to look like or, or what you want your job to look like. What do you want to be making per year? Envision everything and plan that out to the T. And I mean, dude, that, that's what I've been doing. I mean, every 90 days I've been writing out stuff and like I have a whole 10 year plan, 20 year plan, like, like, and it, it really, it, when you have these, these definitive purposes, it like changes the whole game. You're not just floating around. And, um, yeah, man. I, I mean, just like literally a notebooks filled to the fucking mm-hmm. 80 pages of just, just 
things that I, that I think about and that I want to do and plans for the future and steps that I want to do to take those. And, and I mean, Tony taught me all that would never have found that shit without Tony. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and it's like, I know him. I don't know him obviously, but he's fantastic. <laughs> exactly. He's awesome. And, and yeah, like having, you're right. Like having that vision for your life, like is just so important. It's something that's missed, especially when we get so caught up in the day to day. Like that was definitely a big one for me, but I would say probably number three for me and it relates to this podcast. So for those who don't know, the art of fulfillment is literally um, a phrase that I actually got from Tony Robbins. So thank you, Tony, for the name. But um, most importantly, he told me, and this is this was a time where I, when I first started getting into Tony, like I was really chasing success on Wall Street, chasing money. And I was kind of like really, although it was like all this jazzed up and everything, um, he, I was chasing what he called the science of achievement. It's great to master the science of achievement. We need that to get to everywhere in life, but it means nothing if you don't master the art of fulfillment. And that is a quote from uh, Tony himself. And so that to me obviously was so life-changing. I started a whole fucking podcast around it. Um, But when I first heard that, I was like, fuck, like that is really what we're searching for in life. Like I knew it deep down, but like he solidified it for me. And he said that you can't reach fulfillment unless you are either growing um, or both growing and contributing. And so in my moments, like whenever I feel shitty, um, whenever I, whatever, I always like do one of two things. I either do something that helps me grow or I do something to contribute. Like, even if I'm feeling like shit, like honestly, earlier in the week, I felt like fucking like horrible, like really, really horrible in a bad mental health space. And I literally, the first thing I did was actually just call up a friend and ask them how they're doing, not vent my problems and everything. Ask them how they're doing. What can I do to help them? Blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, Tony put me on that path. So Tony, he's Tony, correct me if I'm wrong, but Tony also has that saying like, like progress is happiness. Yeah. Progress equals fulfillment. Yeah. Oh, fulfillment. Okay. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. It's so true. Yeah. That's true. Like when you're making progress like that, and that's like another concept that is just so important. Like the progress is where you see the fulfillment. It's not the goal. And he even says that all the time. He's like, you when know, you reach the goal, you're like, all right, word, I, re- I reached the goal. Like now what the fuck do I do? It's, exactly. like, it's the journey that's the most fulfilling and the most makes you the happiest. You know, it's, it's, it's really the best part. 100%. Yeah. And so those are, those are some great lessons from Tony. You said, you said your three, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Um, yeah, so those those were our shared ones, and now we're gonna get a gonna get one. That's pretty separate. So you, Ryan, I'll uh I'll let you take the take the first swing. All right. So um uh when I was in college, this is my senior year. One of my buddies I shared a podcast with me, and it was called the MFCEO Project. <laughs> it stands for motherfucking CEO. It's essentially, just be the motherfucking CEO of your own life. But uh, the guy's name is Andy Frisella. He owns he's the CEO of First Form, one of the biggest and most profitable, successful. Uh, supplement companies, nutrition, health companies in the whole world. But um, his message just resonated with me so much because I was living a life that just was, was, was not aligned with, I didn't even know it at the time, but I wasn't living a life that was actually like aligned with what I truly believed in things like this. And he also made me realize all sorts of stuff that, that I guess subconsciously I knew, but I didn't actually um, like apply those things to my life or actually live by those codes. But anyway, I, I would definitely recommend to uh, listen to the, that, that podcast, MFCEO. It's now called Real Aff. Uh, he just talks about a bunch of different stuff. But um, uh, the first thing I learned from him, I mean, uh, 
he, he, he was very hardcore and, and said things exactly how they are. I mean, curse all the time, too. I also love that because who doesn't love to fucking curse? Fuck but yeah. um, it's, it's an expression of fucking emotion, all right? Anyway, um, uh, th- this is actually a quote directly from him. Uh, the truth has become something so unrecognizable that when people see it, they see it as threatening. They see it as invasive. They see it as offensive. And they see it as assault on their beliefs. It is the fucking truth. The truth is the truth. Tell the truth and learn to accept it. So... Bouncing off that, I wasn't what I was. T- what I was telling myself in my own head when I was a kid wasn't the truth. I was lying to myself about every everything about who I was. I was a jackass. I was a dick. I was not good to people. I wasn't. I wasn't actually living in a, a solid place mentally or physically or anything. But he literally made he made me realize. Okay, I have to accept that. I have to understand that that this is how I'm living and that this is the wrong way first, and that I have to take actionable steps to change that. And uh, also, like, the second thing, I guess, would be uh, just the, the, the never, never quit um, on, 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 what you, on what you truly want. So, I mean, this guy, Andy, had this uh, – it took him 10 years to, to profit at all in his business. And this story is powerful fucking as fuck. Yeah. And, and, now, and now he's a multimillionaire. So, so like, the things that I want to do, I'm just like, all right, like, like I know that I, if I just keep going, there's, there's no way that I can – the only real failure is giving up. Yep. There's going to be failures along the way, but the only true failure is giving up. And uh, I mean, that just, that just resonated a lot with me. And then um, honestly, like the, the, the third thing is just to, to, to truly want to see other people succeed because mm. I wasn't actually, I didn't give I was selfish. You know, I, I didn't, I wanted the best for me. And honestly, I didn't even have the best. I was still a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, like I, but now like I, like I, I, I realized that, I really truly do want the best for other people. Like I want to see everybody else succeed. Like there's, 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 I don't have a bad bone in my heart. Like, I mean, I don't know. I did because I was in a bad mental space, but I no longer do obviously. But um, just to, to truly with all your heart, want other people to win and uh, to support them in any way that you can, you know, support your friend's business, uh, support, support uh, any venture that, that, that they may have support your, uh, uh, just any, all your friends, everybody in any way you can, whether it's a call, whether it's a purchasing things for a business or, or whether it's just, you know, going to hang out with them once a month, but uh, truly want to see other people win. So, I mean, listen to Andy. Fantastic. I could literally do a whole thing about Andy, all episode about Andy and, and everything he's taught me, but those are some of the main takeaways. Joe, you're up next. Who the fuck is your third guy? Yes. And before I go into the third guy too, Andy's also the guy who created the 75 hard program, which we talked about. Um, can't believe it. How the fuck could I forget that? No, it's I all good. Hard. Yeah, this is my second time around. I did 75 hard uh, in August of 2019. Totally life-changing. Uh, recommend it to everybody. We did a podcast on that uh, previously. But um, yeah, I mean, keep, yeah. I'm, I'm on day 74, bro. <laughs> I'm crazy, dude. so fucking close. <laughs> if I what fail. You, what, any, any, any plans for the, for the big, the big finish or no? Uh, I'm going to run. I'm running, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'm well, getting, I'm, I'm literally, we're going to a pizza place. Me and my girlfriend, I'm going to fucking devour an entire pizza to myself. And hell then yeah, dude. Then I'm getting a pint of ice cream and I'm eating the whole thing. And don't worry. Like I'm running two hours in the morning. So, you know, not going to be packing on all those calories, but, uh, fuck it, man. <laughs> this there you is, go. Who's yeah. your, uh, who's your, who's, who's your third mentor? Third mentor is, um, someone who obviously is, is very, uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, so much so that I am, 
um, working for her and I'm actually on her team and that is busy gold. So um, for those of you who've been following me along, like I actually moved out to Arizona to go work for busy. First time I ever heard her was on the Spartan Up podcast and her message just so resonated with me and here's why. Um, so I was making changes in my life, but I still had some pretty shitty tendencies to me. Um, like, and I was wondering, I was like, damn, like, I'm like so involved in like all this self-help stuff, all these things, but like, why the fuck am I not actually making a sustainable change? And her thing and what she teaches in Break Method, which is the company that I essentially work for underneath her and I handle a lot of the marketing for, um, is you have to go into the subconscious in order to make the lasting sustainable change in your life. Because you can read all the self-help books you want, you could listen to all the podcasts, you can do all those things, but if you don't go in and rewire the beliefs, like on a subconscious level, like literally like, and when I say subconscious level, think about like whenever you're in a time of like, like really, really big stress, and you've you know read all the things to say, all the things to do, but then your brain defaults into like some chaotic and shitty way. The reason why it's doing that is because you still have a subconscious belief that's trying to kick in in those moments to keep you safe. If you don't go in, you rewire that subconscious belief, it's always going to come in there. And like that to me was like, holy fuck, like that is so powerful. So much so that I had her on my podcast and you know, the rest is history. Now I'm working for her, um, but her program is so powerful in that. And so whenever I you know, get to a place where I have a negative thought or anything like that. I know that it has something to do with, you know, a belief or something in, inside me that I have to go in and, and rewire a lot more and, and attend to. And then also at the same time, um, so that's number one is, is to make sustainable change in your life. You have to go towards the subconscious. Number two, the only thing that you can control in life is how, is how you respond. That's it. That she, that's a core belief for her. I love that one. Totally love that one. It's amazing. It's a core belief for her. It's a core belief for break method, the methodology that she teaches. That is the only thing you can control in life. And it's such a powerful statement because most of the things that we worry about in life are the things that we can't control, whether it's the economy, whether it's the weather, whether it's other people, um, whether it's, you know, our boss, whatever the fuck that might be. We, we're not in control of those things. And yet those are the things that drive us up a wall. But when you are like, it doesn't matter how the fuck they react or they act towards me, whatever that is. All that matters is how I respond in the situation that puts you in a place of power because when shitty stuff happens, you can choose you. It's up to you to choose how you respond to that situation, no matter how shitty it is. And that has just been a powerful. It's so empowering, dude. Just that, that, that concept in general is incredibly empowering. And if you just think to apply that every single time something negative happens, it, it can do wonders in your life. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. And, and that's something that she's taught me that's really, really been um, just truly incredible. And then number three, like one of the things that she's taught me, and I know it's like a famous Gandhi quote, but like the way that she, like this is her methodology, like towards, you know, self-help and everything, like, and I didn't really, and, and now it's a core belief for me too, after working with her and listening to her content is like, if you want to change the world, change yourself. And I say that, and, and I know Gandhi had that quote, like, be the change you want to see in the world. And it's true because, and, and this is, this is more, I'll, I'll explain why it was so groundbreaking to me is because at first it's like, yeah, of course, like if I'm not changing myself, I can't go out and change other people to the best of my abilities. Yes, true. But here's another way that you change the world is that like you, the way that you act in the world 
and you respond, if you change that in a positive way, in turn, the other people you interact with are also going to respond positively. And that's going to make them feel better. And then those people, that's going to help them go and react towards other people differently. And that's going to make them feel better. So now you have this fucking chain effect that just snowballs and snowballs and snowballs. And you're like, fuck. So the reason why that was so powerful is like, not only am I going to be a better person, but just something as simple as just going up to someone and just saying, how was your day or being nice or not being a dick when they're having a bad day or whatever can change the fucking world. Not just that person. So it's like every single moment matters in terms of how you respond to other people, what you do, like all those little actions, they fucking matter, not just to you, but the collective as a whole. And that has been empowering to me and just made me very hyper intentional um, because my number one mission on this world is to help other people to break over the barriers that are holding them back. And like, even just being nice to someone has an effect towards that. So busy, thank you. Seriously, nothing but love to you so grateful for her giving me the, this opportunity to work for her and continue to carry out her mission. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's been, it's just, it, that's the cool thing too, is I've gotten direct mentorship from her as well. Um, and she's been an incredible person to work for. And, and the coolest thing about her is she's exactly who she says that, you know, she is on social media, exactly how she portrays herself. And like, it, it's amazing. Like, it's amazing. Um, to see that. I love that dude. Yeah. So, all right, man. Number what? Four for you? Number four. We got number four. Yeah. So, uh, uh, this, this, this guy, I, I came into, found him probably about two years ago. Uh, his name is Jesse Itzler. Uh, he's a serial entrepreneur. He is the coolest fucking guy ever. The, the, literally the most upbeat individual I have ever, I have ever seen. Uh, I, I, I work relatively directly with him uh like not one-on-one but i, I do group coaching with oh. him do you do um, the, uh, build your life resume yes yes i'm a part of that the 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 big ass calendar club the, oh, the nice. big program so like we get coaching calls things like that with him but uh jesse i never met him but like he, i he's my guy I love everything he's ever every single thing he does um uh so basically like uh jesse uh came from like very little he he founded a a, a jet leasing company like from absolutely nothing uh, like was, um, uh, sold, uh, coconut water. I think it was Zico water. Uh, he was a rapper earlier in his life. Yeah. Um, uh, all sorts of stuff. Now he's like a coach. Um, he's an ultra marathon runner. I mean, he'll literally just post on his stories, um, updates of, of him, you know, just run like in his hundred mile races. And he's just like, so upbeat and he's, it's awesome because he's so, like you said in, in, about busy, he's so truly who he is to every single aspect. Um, but uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that I've learned so many things from him. I don't, I can't really like nail down a specific three, but, uh, some of my favorite things that like some of the favorite quotes that I have from him are like, he says in any endeavor you do, just remember tomorrow. So how are you going to feel tomorrow if you do 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 this or you don't do this? So in relation to physical activity, relationships, you know, drinking, whatever it is, remember how you're going to feel tomorrow and then act on it. Think about it consciously, how you're going to feel and then go for it. Another one is like, you didn't come this far to only come this far. So whether you're an entrepreneur, if you're uh, if you're an ultra marathon runner, if you're a, if you're a swimmer, if you're anything uh, that that is difficult, and you're 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 having struggles along the way, I mean, don't give up because you didn't come this fucking far to only come this far. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, he, he's just so he's so incredibly himself. I hope to someday uh, be one of his like uh, coaches. So he has a program, Build Your Life Resume. Um, I hope to be one of the coaches in that program. Oh, that's fucking the, sick. The, like the assistant coach is essentially under him. 
Um, yeah, it's just uh, – and then and the last thing is that he, he always says this. Well, literally, he'll just, like, yell at the camera when he's doing his races because I religiously follow him on Instagram. One of the only guys I religiously follow on Instagram. Um, uh, he'll just be like, hey, like, I don't negotiate my goals. Like, I fucking love that. Like, I don't negotiate my goals. Like, he, he did this thing, the, the calendar club, where he ran a mile, uh, whatever mile for the each day of, of, the, of, the, of the month that it was. So it was in February. So he ran – he ran 400 plus miles throughout February because day one, you run one mile and day, day th- uh, 29, you're running 29 miles, you know? So the last couple of days you're running a couple of marathons, but, but he was, he, he's still having his real life. I mean, the guy's got four kids and he's, he's going to New York city in business meetings and having people meet up with him in, in, in fucking New York city after his business meeting, changing in the car, hopping out of the car and running 10 miles and screaming at the fucking camera. I don't negotiate my goals. Like, how does that not fire you up? Right. I don't, I don't negotiate my goals either. I, I stick to something and I fucking go after it. And, and that's how I want to live my life too. So that's why I fucking love Jesse and Jesse, you, you may never listen to this, but I, I also want to do a podcast with Jesse in the future. He is, I absolutely love everything Jesse does. So anyway, Jesse Itzler, Joe, your turn. Yeah, fuck yeah. And I, I, I want to so also add a few things, too, about Jesse. Number one, Jesse lived with David Goggins for, what, a month or something? That's a shit? book called Living with the Seal. Uh, you find out at the end it's David Goggins. But, um, oh, uh, wait, it's with, at the, only at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't tell – I read the book, yeah. It's, oh, he, shit. He calls him Seal throughout the whole book. And then he says at the very end of the book, he's like, yeah, this uh, Navy SEAL's name is David Goggins, et cetera. Uh, he actually met him at, like, a conference, and he was so uh, – <laughs> like amazed at that's why i love jesse right the story is so fucking incredible incredible and 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 goggins would just pull him out of bed at like 4 a.m and be like yo like we're we're going to run 10 miles like you're fucking coming oh (laughs) it was crazy but but yeah living with the seal i highly recommend reading that one too yeah dude i and for those of you who haven't seen like just search up Jesse Itzler tells hysterious, hilarious stories about living with David Goggins. And it's a clip of him on Joe Rogan's podcast. It's hysterical. But the story, I just want to, I'll give you the clip notes because it's so fucking funny. Is like, he asked Goggins, he's like, hey man, I want you to live with me. And Goggins just sat there. And like, he didn't offer him any money or anything, but Goggins sat here, looked him in the eyes and he goes, you know, if you're crazy enough to live with me, the motherfucker, I'm crazy enough to go actually do yeah. it. And like, yeah. <laughs> it is so fucking funny. So like, yeah, like I just love Jesse. And he's like the epitome of like, like to me, like Jesse Itzler is the epitome of like, he, he is doing everything he wants to do. Like, That's exactly where I want to be in my he own. Wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it's like, he, like, it, it's, it's amazing. And I love that. And like, the, he's the epitome of just living your life how you want it. And, um, yeah. we should all aspire to do that. I don't give a fuck who you are. You should, you should desire with, have a strong desire to live your life how you want it. You know, don't settle for, for whatever is, is just thrown at you. Just an, an easy thing. Chase the life you want. And, and that's what, that's what, that's what Jesse does. And that's what I love about him. And that's what I learned from him. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. But um, now into my next one. Um, right, you're right. So this is also another huge influence on my life. Tom Bilyeu, Tom Bilyeu, like this guy. So for those who don't know, he's the founder of Quest Nutrition, like think Quest bars and all the Quest foods. He started that up. Um, and now he's the founder of Impact Theory. It's one of the biggest you know, podcasts out there, biggest YouTube channels um, in terms of motivation, self-help, all those things. Um, but Tom, I 
the first, the thing that really got me hooked on Tom was like, this is at a time where I really wanted to start my own business. And I still do to, and I have in the past, not really that successfully, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, I, what like, counts is that you're fucking doing it, Joe. Exactly. That's, it doesn't matter if there's going to be failures throughout the way. Like they, I mean, if there's anything I've learned, if there's anything that, you know, you're going to fail a lot before there there's real success. But anyway, keep going. 100%. Um, but, but so like for me, like I growing up, like I was not a born entrepreneur, like at all. Like I had no entrepreneurial tendencies, like wasn't resourceful, like wasn't that kid like going out and like selling baseball cards and shit and like doing all these like little elaborate schemes is like, you know, like, like the Gary V, right? Like everyone sees Gary V and I have nothing on him, but like, I also like have a very big issue with his view that it's like, you're either born an entrepreneur or you're not like, sorry, Gary V, like if you're listening, I think that's absolute horseshit. Um, just because Tom Billy is an example of it. Um, but that, that was the thing that really hooked me is that like he, his story, he's like, I wasn't a born entrepreneur. Like I was, you know, born to be like a person who works at a desk job, like blah, 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 like was really lazy, like blah, blah. And now he's like this fucking beast who started up one of the fastest growing companies, like in our history. Like, I think it had like 57,000% growth in a year or some shit like that billion dollar brand. I mean, and 90% of you listening to this podcast, no quest nutrition. Right. Like, exactly. The dude, most of the protein bars in the stores. Exactly. And he, he made that. And, and so uh, he shares a lot of the same concepts with, with Goggins and Tony and a lot of the things that are there. So um, I'm going to share the ones that aren't, um, you bit, or aren't similar to that um, that have really changed my life. Number one, the gap between who you are now and who you want to become is just a matter of skill set. That's it. And the amount of money that you receive in the world is all a matter of how you can utilize your skills to produce results. That's it. And honestly, it seems so simple again, but that is fucking powerful. Like tenure doesn't matter. Experience doesn't matter. That shit doesn't matter. All that matters is can you solve problems and how good are you at actually making the fucking skills happen? And like, Literally, like, and it's not just like skills that make money. It's also skills that lead to fulfillment, like discipline and consistency and mental toughness. Those are fucking skills that you can learn. And it's in the pursuit of learning those skills that actually not only lead to fulfillment, but lead to more money, lead to more success, lead to um, the ability to do shit. Like it's all a matter of skill set, And so like for me, like I've been at this point in my life and, and this is where it really, really made an impact for me is that he says, optimize your life for learning skills and connections as opposed to just money. Because money spends once, but skills and connections spend multiple times over. You can always make money with those, right? And so like, and not only you're making money with those, but that's fucking fulfilling. Like that's the whole point of it. And Tom's also, so he's in the, in the beginning of the show, I say, it's how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. Like I actually got that from Tom. Now I know a lot of you are thinking like, oh man, this dude's just ripping shit off from other people. Like, hey, I'm giving credit to them. So number one, there's that. Number two, like it's just shows you how powerful mentors are. Like I, I, I wouldn't be the person I am today without mentors. And so anyways, that was a little side note, but it literally, like if you optimize your life for skills, that is going to lead to not only happiness, but leads a lot more utility of how, what the impact you can do in the world and who you want to be. So Optimize your life skills. Thank you for that, Tom. Number two, um, and it kind of goes similar hand in hand with the first one, but it's also a different view. So I actually had the opportunity to meet Tom years ago 
um, at Comic-Con. He has his own comic line with Steve Aoki. And I actually, this is the time where I was starting my business. And I actually asked Tom, I remember this pivotal question. I was like, the first thing I asked him, I was like, hey man, starting a business, told him what I was doing. And I was like, what's like the number one piece of advice you would give me? And he goes, I'm just going to be honest with you, man. You're probably just not good enough yet. And you hear that and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, he's like, he's like, I'm not good. And he goes, yeah, but like focus on that last part yet. You're not good enough yet. So whenever you're not good enough, like that's like a common negative belief that a lot of people is like, oh man, I'm not good enough. You got to add the yet to it. Because when you add the yet Words to it. Powerful. Words are powerful. Yeah. yeah, language is powerful. When you add the yet to it, Again, like you see, I'm not good enough is, is not something that's negative and it's going to hold you down, but something that's just like a, an, a benchmark. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying before about Andy Frisella with knowing the truth. Like the truth is you might not be good right now, but yeah, you can you get better. Accept the truth, man. But you can get better. And um, like I always say, like, it, like, and I know there's a lot of extraneous circumstances, but for the most part, if you're not getting hired for a job, it's probably because you just don't have the skills yet. You're not good enough yet. Now it sounds harsh, but at least it gives you a much more targeted perspective on what you should focus on. And that in itself is fulfilling is that process of getting better and everything like that. So that's the second thing that Tom taught me on there. Number three, one of the most powerful concepts that he told me, and I, and I talk about it on the show so many times is to utilize your brains, um, reward or basically a carrot and stick um carrot and stick philosophy towards um adapting new behaviors and new belief systems in your life so it's very very simple because and the reason why i say this is so powerful is because number one a lot of people don't like the stick method and number two a lot of people don't do the carrot method it's kind of just like whatever so here's the concept that he told me he calls it emotional rewarding and punishing yourself say you have a belief that you want to embody right the belief is i get up early in the morning and i go and work out if you wake up in the morning and you don't go and work out, what you do is you punish yourself. Now, this doesn't mean beat yourself up into oblivion. It just means looking yourself in the fucking mirror and just say, hey, I fucked up today. Hey, I was lazy. Hey, I hit the snooze button and that's not cool. It's not the person I want to be. And you feel that pain. Now, the reason why you want to feel that pain is because the brain does whatever it takes to move towards pleasure and move away towards pain. And in that moment, you are associating pain with not getting up out of bed and going to fucking work and tony teaches this concept but tom once he like really put it little like solidified it in this way as like a daily practice it really helped me um so there's that aspect however if you do wake up and get out of the gym or sorry get out of the bed and go to the gym emotionally reward yourself look at yourself in the mirror and be like fuck yeah man you did that that was awesome hype yourself up feel good like give yourself a pat on the back like whatever that looks like to you because now you're associating pleasure with actually doing the damn thing. And as I said before, the brain does whatever it takes to move towards pain, which is the action that you trained yourself not to do, and to go towards pleasure, which is the act that you're rewarding yourself for. So in turn, you are just fucking playing psychology on your brain to move towards the thing that you want to do and move away towards that bad habit that you don't want to do. And when I first heard that, I was like, holy fuck, this is a holy fucking grail, like Jesus Christ. And so like that has been powerful to me it's the reason why I get up and work out every morning. Like I'm scared to death about missing a day, not because I'm going to lose gains, not because I have an ego, but because that's not the person I want to be. And I want to move towards the person I want to be. So whenever I move in accordance to what I want to be, and I'll give you, and listen, I apply this shit on a daily basis. So let me tell you this week, I've been very distracted for some reason. Very, very distracted. Picking up my phone a lot, dicking off, watching shit. 
and I let myself fucking feel it, man. Like I, I literally look at myself and be like, yo, you're fucking up. Like, this is not good. And a lot of people is like, oh, dude, you're sadistic. No, I'm training my fucking brain. Yeah, and I dude, find myself up. feeling much more guilty every time I reach for that phone to the point where I'm going to feel so guilty that I don't even reach for it. So, um, and it moves. And then in the end of the day, I reward myself and I start to feel good. And that, that's all a fucking process. So Tom, thank you, brother. I've had the chance to meet with him. I've done an Instagram live with him. Um, hopefully we'll get him on the podcast soon. Um, a lot of good things to say about Tom, but anywho, uh, last one for the both of us. Number five, this guy for you. And I'm changing up my number five, by the way. I, oh, all I'm right, doing right. a last minute, last minute that switch. Was, that was a uh, that was very powerful. What you said about Tom. I just want to uh, do a really quick aside about that. Um, that that last one was amazing. Going away from pleasure, uh, going to pleasure and away from pain. Just kind of reprogram your whole mind. Um, uh, also, Tom, Tom is like a is also a public speaker. One of the best public speakers that I've that I've ever heard he's pretty incredible. much um uh it's just the clarity in his voice is incredible he has like a like a motivation like a playlist on a spotify like a life memory absolutely incredible you, oh, you, so you i remember one time dude, oh dude i remember one time like last year i was like working at fucking Domino's or something like like in the <laughs> summer like as a side gig like like delivering pizzas to these fucking fat idiots like like literally like paying me like like, like giving me like quarters for change and shit, like driving around, listening to this evening. I was like, all right, like, like I know that, that in my heart of hearts, like I'm going to be something way, way more than, 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 than what I am now. So like, or than what I'm doing now. And just like, you know, like you, you, you get emotional about it and, and then you just kind of act on that. But yeah, I mean, Tom is just totally fantastic. Yeah. That, that album is fucking killer too. And his speeches are incredible. Like, I mean, goddamn, Life like, worth remembering on Spotify. Look it up. So um, good. All right, hit me with uh, that last guy. My guy. Some of you guys may know him. Some of you guys may not. Um, he is. He was a Navy SEAL commander in uh, Ramadi, Iraq, and uh, he has exponentially changed my, my life and v- viewpoint on things. Go Willink. Actually, saw him in um, some uh, speak live uh, this past January. Uh, incredible speaker. Uh, the guy is just a force. He's a. He just has a presence to him. Um, uh, he's like, I don't know, like six, three. I mean, like, like he's six, three, uh, dude, he's pretty tall. He's pretty Holy tall, yeah. shit. He's a gorilla. He's just, he's a massive human being. And, um, yeah, he, he just has this like aura around him. That's just so powerful. But, uh, he has this saying, he's literally built a brand around it, essentially like discipline equals freedom. And I just, I, I that always really read, not always that started to resonate with me a couple years ago and really, really resonates me with me because the more discipline you have in your life, like the better your life is going to be. And eventually the more free you're going to be to do whatever you want. If you, if you, if you implement that discipline in your life. So, so, you know, get up early. That's actually the second thing that I was going to say, but get up early, work, make a schedule and implement that discipline into your life. You're going to be a better individual. Uh, the second one that I never really wanted to do at all until graduating college uh, getting early. like he's the biggest proponent for that of, of any of the, the the major self-help gurus or like uh um uh instagram people whatever um but he literally like well on his instagram he'll he'll take a picture a couple times a week and it's just him getting out of bed at like 4 a.m his watch just dude his it's watch, not right? it's not a couple so, times a week it's every fucking day like literally nah, nah, just, dude he does it every fucking day like i i'm not i'm gonna go through it right now while you're all right all right 
I'm pretty anyway, sure it's like every day. But let me look. Anyway, so right, right. It, pretty much all the time. And um, uh, that, like just just getting up early, you can get so many more things done, and you can have that time for yourself, and then begin in, in the morning, and really focus on what you need to do in order to progress your. Life. And uh, I just that's worked one for me. Uh, I think it's shit for anybody that says, "Yo, you can wake up at 9 a.m. and still, and still." have a very super productive day and, and, and progress um, it, to amazing lengths in, in, in your, in your job and in, in your personal life. No, you just, especially in your twenties, you have to get up early. If, if you want to, that's the cornerstone. You have to get up early. If you want to get the things done, you need to do. So you got to work out in the morning, uh, uh, set the, make a plan for the day, get that morning routine going and sets you up for success. Anyway, this is similar to what we ta- uh, what we talked about earlier with Goggins and like doing the hard things, but uh, the way Jocko said it, just just kind of kind of reiterated or, or, or rewired the um, the idea that you have to play the game, right? So you have to do the things you don't want to do, or the things that are that are difficult uh, in times that are that are difficult, even in times that are easier or whatever. For so, for example, like uh, if if you're at work and your your boss is being a total asshole, um, don't even don't even acknowledge it. Just, just, just go with the flow, go with it. Let it be. Don't let it get to you and play the game, play that game and just let it go through, go on to the next thing and continue to play the game, continue to get better, continue to do the hard things in life. Right. So those are, those are my three things uh, from Jocko. I mean, look him up on Instagram. He's, he's it's it's every, it's every day, by the way, I've been looking every day. All right. All right. Joe had had to call me out on that one. Um, uh, dude, cause like, I, cause it's, cause it's interesting. Cause like I wanted, cause the, the fact that it's every day is unbelievable to me. Like it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. Crazy. Um, but he also has a couple of good books, um, uh, extreme ownership and le- leadership, uh, leadership. I think it's called leadership tactics and strategies. Uh, that one, one of the best books I've ever read. Personal development standpoint, but, uh, yeah. So Jocko Willink. I think you got your hand in your mic. And uh, yeah, so Joe, who's, who's the number five? Yeah, I think you you sound super muffled. I think like you're covering the mic. I'm not covering the mic. Oh, you just move something right there. Not on the mic. Oh, now because I it was it was sounding like 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 that. No, I literally have my hands on my com- like the side of my computer. Oh shit, it was so weird. Anyways, um, number five for me. So originally. Uh, and we'll give some honorable mentions. We won't, we won't share the ideas, but there'll be a few honorable mentions. I was going to do one person, but then I realized just thinking about all this stuff, this person has had such a profound impact on my life. Like he's the reason why I work out. He was the reason why I started to eat healthier. He was the reason why I really started to, um, get into the realm of David Goggins and those kind of people. Um, and that's Mark Devine. So Mark Devine, uh, he's been on the show. Listen to that episode. It's one of the most powerful, one of my favorites that I've done. Um, I love that. Absolutely love that episode. Oh, thank you. Very, very powerful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And the cool thing about Mark Devine is like, he's a Navy SEAL. Um, You look at the guy and you're like, yeah, that guy's a Navy SEAL, like for sure. But you listen to him talk and he sounds like a fucking yogi. Like, like he sounds like he's like this mystic and he, and he's, he's so wise. Like he's like, like you listen to this guy and you just get in, tra- like every time I listen to him, I just get entranced, like in a good way, like not in like a hypnotized way, but I'm just like, damn, this guy's so powerful. And, um, so Mark, 
Um, the, the three things that I'm going to share about him are like the three strategies for mental toughness. And um, he, I mean, he calls it the big four. So it's actually four things. So I'll share them really, really briefly. But those four concepts like have not only changed my life athletically, um, physically, um, but mentally, because I apply these things all the time. And um, it's just so powerful because he uses this tool, you know, not only when he's dealing with business, but he uses during hell week um, when he went through it to not only complete it, but become the first in his class um, and then go out. And he actually went in combat overseas um, as a leader and led all these people similar to Jocko. Um, so for him, he had the big four skills of mental toughness. And number one, and this is a very hallmark um, tool in his entire like what he teaches with his company, Unbeatable Mind Seal Fit, is the power of the breath. Again, the things that I share are so simple, but they're so damn powerful. So the breath is so powerful for many, many reasons. Like it, it not only calms yourself down physically, but there's a sense of presence to it. And when you're present, like that in and itself can take away so many different negative emotions, so many different negative head spaces, um, any pain that you're feeling. Because when you're present, you just are right? Like, and one of my favorite quotes is not by him, but it's by someone else is like, when you're thinking too much about the future, you feel stressed. When you think too much about the past, you feel depressed. But when you're in the present, you're at peace. Like the present moment's all we got. And so in the moments of destruction and or whatever, and high stress or whatever, if you can just revert back to the breath and just give yourself a few breaths, not only you calm down your system, but you get to that place of presence where you feel pain, not as something that is hurting because the reason why pain is so stressful to us and so harmful to us is because the pain signaling to us is our brain like basically suggesting that it's going to keep happening and so we start to freak out about it but if we can learn to be present and just see pain as just a sensation that is powerful because you can just sit with it and be with it and you know that it's temporary and the breath is uh, a great reminder to stay present in those moments and so I use the breath. He's got a bunch of, he's got a technique called box breathing, which is super, super powerful, which is four seconds, inhale, four Love seconds, hold. yeah, it's amazing. Four seconds, exhale, and then four seconds, hold with no breath. It's super powerful. It grounds you. It's amazing. So breath control is number one. Number two, um, micro goals, huge, huge thing for me. So basically I'm not going to go over the, the whole, seal, right? That was yeah. way to seal the book. Way yeah. to seal. Incredible book. Incredible book. Um, but micro goals, essentially, you like, and I'm going to do a whole podcast on this, on this um, in terms of like the keys to mental toughness, but um, is setting micro goals for yourself. So when you set out on these big goals, like lose a hundred pounds or start up a business that brings in a million dollars in revenue or anything like that, break it down into smaller chunks. Okay. So if your goal is to lose a hundred pounds only focus on not even just losing like 50 or 20 pounds, focus on just going out to the workout the, t the next day. And the reason why you do that is because it's less overwhelming. 100 pounds, you think about that and you're like, fuck, this is going to take a while. And that's usually a lot of the reasons why people don't follow through is because it's going to take so long. But if you're only focused on just making tomorrow's workout and setting that as a goal, you're way more likely to do it because the barrier of, to get over that resistance is going to be much lower. And not only that, but you build the fucking momentum that gets that brick by brick by brick by brick thing that'll eventually get you to the house that you want to build. And by house, I mean your fucking goals. So Joe, can I actually add to that? Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, that's a, I mean, fantastic point. Uh, but in terms of micro goals, that can actually be applied to everything, right? Yes. So like, um, for example, um, if you're running a race, uh, let's call it a, a marathon, just get to mile 10, right? Focus yep. on getting to mile 10, see how you feel. Then get to mile 15, up, 
If I can do mile 15, I can do mile 20. Yep. Same thing. If, if you're taking an online course, right? Finish this chapter for the day. That's my goal. And then you just go from there. So micro goal, literally anything in life, you can, you can apply to that. So keep going. Yeah, no, and I appreciate you saying that because that, that's so true, anything in life. And it's funny you mentioned the marathon because when I was running my marathon the other day, the last like four miles are brutal because it gets like 100 degrees here in fucking Phoenix. And all Dude, I do, insane, that's oh, insane. it's horrible. And running it is even worse, especially after you've ran like 20 miles and you got six more to go. But in those like last six miles, I just like look and I like see a cactus and I'm just like, all right, just make it to that fucking cactus. Like that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Make it to the fucking cactus. I made it to the cactus. I'm like, all right, fuck yeah. Like, where's the next thing? Look over and say, all right, make it to that fucking, like, I don't even know, fucking lizard, whatever fucking Arizona things, you know? And um, yeah, it really helps. So that's number two. Number three is positive self-talk. Now, here's the thing. Like, I have a big problem with, like, always just spouting out positivity just for positivity's sake. Like, because, like, honestly, I think, like, if you're just going around, just chucking around positivity, like, I don't know. I feel like you're, you just look like a fucking fool. Like, that, that's just my opinion, personally. Like, I don't think, like, having constant positivity is always the answer. However, it's not. It's, it's fucking not. And that's a whole other topic on myself, on itself. Um, like, I hate that word, man, positivity. Oh, God, I don't know why. It just makes you feel, like, very icky but i digress in moments of really tough times if you're telling yourself like positive talk like you're doing something called feeding the courage wolf and this is a it's an old and i i know you explained this on one of the podcasts that we did together um and i'll share it again here it's basically you have two wolves inside of you you have a fear wolf and then you have the courage wolf and your thoughts feed these wolves so if you're having negative thoughts you're feeding that fear wolf and the more negative thoughts that that go into your psyche the more that fear wolf is going to get bigger and more fear you're going to feel however if you overpower it with those positive talks those those thoughts that are going to move you forward like the things that are going to be productive that get you fired up that courage wolf's going to get bigger and not only are you is the courage wolf going to get bigger that fear wolf is going to starve so you got to starve that fear wolf. And um, that was a huge thing for me. I even, he's got this awesome, um, uh, awesome like mantra that he says to himself, like when he's in the shit. And I say it to myself all the time, it's so cheesy, but like, it's funny as fuck. So kind of gets me going. It's looking good, feeling good, all to be in Hollywood. Like I fucking love that. Like, and so I'll literally say that to myself out loud when I'm running and people probably think I'm fucking insane. Dude, that's, I feel like everybody has like their little, their little catchphrase or something like when they're doing something tougher that just totally blows like when they they're hyping themselves up right dude so like if i'm running or yeah, if i'm, if I'm, I'm biking or something bro i'll just be like i'm a fucking savage like, let's just, go yeah, that's literally what i say it's the, it's crazy it's something so stupid but like but like, and it, it just propels you to keep going i literally am like i'm a fucking savage is what i say and i just keep going yeah i love that dude i fucking love that for for me it's a variation of things, but always for me, it's just like fucking like, uh, <laughs> I, I actually took this from Goggins too. Like, like for me, it's always taking souls. So like, like, and I got this from the book too. Like, I'm always just saying like, I'm going to take the soul. I'm going to take the soul of this place. I'm going to take the soul of this person. I'm going to pass. I'm going to take the soul of like my former self. Like yeah, for me, yeah, like, I'm I like always it. taking. Like and so, uh, yeah, that fires me up and that's a whole other concept. But that's number three. Number four is visualization. Visualization, so fucking powerful. Um, well, we talked about, what I talked about for, with, with Tony too, like you gotta, you gotta visualize things in order to, to get there. Right, and they say in the good book called The Good Book, people without a vision perish. And it's true. 
and I don't give a fuck if you don't believe in God or anything, or if you don't, like, I'm not a fucking Christian, but like, let me tell you, that is like so powerful. People without a vision perish. And here's the thing. If you don't know where the fuck you're going, you're never going to know, like, you're never going to know the direction you are. And most people see the world through the lens of the past. And I always say, if you're fucking driving and always looking in the rear view mirror, you're going to fucking crash. Instead, you got to look forward at the future, but not only look forward in the future, because if you're just looking at that, that mirror and you have no idea where the fuck you're going, you're going to be aimless your entire life. But if you know exactly where the fuck you're going in your mind, you put it into that GPS, you find those fucking coordinates and you just fucking go. You have not only so much clarity about your life, but so much fulfillment because you know that no matter where, no matter what life throws you, whether it's coronavirus, whether it's maybe your business got burned down by a fucking protester, like whatever the fuck it might be, you know that if you have a vision, you know where you're going and you can always adjust your plan and your route. It's just a fucking detour. Get there. I'm so, really so, hovering on this, this car at this car analogy, but I'm fucking loving it. No, 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 no. That, 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 I love it, man. Um, uh, one of my, one of my favorite books. I mean, I always hype this up cause it's literally changed my outlook on everything. But um, it's called Outwitting the Devil. But it mm. basically just talks about what you just said. The, the Napoleon Hill, one of the, the, the biggest um, names in the – huge author, uh, one of the sidekicks to uh, uh, Andrew Carnegie, whatever. But um, he wrote a book, Outwitting the Devil. Definitiveness of purpose is the number one thing to outwit the devil, which is essentially the, the negative voice or, or the, the procrastinator or all the negative things in the world that, and it takes you away from being what he calls a floater. A floater is just kind of someone who floats through a drifter, rather someone who just drifts through life and doesn't, doesn't really have anywhere to go. So you have to have it, just that one thing. And that leads to all the rest. So have a definitiveness of purpose, have a vision, and then you can, you can build that route. You could know where you want to go. Absolutely, man. Fucking love that. I love that. And with that, let's give some honorable mentions. We don't have to like say the points or anything, but some honorable mentions to make the list. We'll give three each that, you know, are people we still love. And honestly, like the, the two people on your list will be honorable mentions for me too, like Jocko and, and Jesse. And I'm sure it'd be the same for me, but I'll go with some honorable mentions. Ray Dalio. He was actually the guy that I switched out, switched out for Mark Devine. Um, founded the largest hedge fund ever, most successful hedge fund. Dude, dude is wise beyond his fucking years. Um, and not He's just pretty old, too. <laughs> yeah, he is old. He is pretty old. <laughs> uh, fun fact, I actually interviewed to go work at his company. Um, really? Yeah, did not get it, though. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, so Ray Dalio is an honorable mention for me, for sure. Um, what about you? Who, who's some honorable mentions? Uh, I like Lewis Howes a lot. Lewis Howes is like, he's a big Instagram guy, ex-professional athlete. Uh, was built his business essentially around LinkedIn in like uh, right after the depression. And uh, he just has fantastic content um, uh, all about inspiration, motivation, how to be your best self. And um, uh, even like relationship strategies too. I also like, I also like Jay Shetty. I don't know if you know who that is, but yeah, Jay, Shetty's good. Um, Jay Shetty has, he, he was, uh, he was a monk and, and turned essentially uh, like spiritual development mindset guru and he's got like seven million followers on instagram and just puts out the best content yeah jay, jay shetty's a good one for sure I, I gotta give a shout out to my boy cam haynes yeah i was just um, gonna say him too cam haynes I, I, I have a shirt you got his hat right on right now it's the best dude cam haynes is for those who don't know him he's a bow hunter professional bow hunter and i don't know shit about fuck about bow hunting but uh god damn i mean the guy runs almost a marathon every single day he, he has this philosophy called run, lift, shoot. 
And so every single day he runs, every single day he shoots, and every single day he lifts. And he takes no rest days. He does it every single fucking day. And he runs almost a marathon every fucking day. The dude is a fucking, like, and here's the thing about Cam. The thing I love about Cam, too, is he does it all with a smile on his face. Like, the entire time. Like, he looks like, he looks like the happiest guy ever. Just fucking, just loving the simple thing of life. Like, no matter, like, and he's got this embodiment of keep hammering. I fucking love that. So, Cam Haynes, for sure. Um... I'm trying to think of like one last one. I mean, I, I think one last one for me, just just kind of like going through, you know, my mental inventory of, you know, people who I've learned from in my life. I mean, oh God. Yeah, I could go on and on about these guys. I mean, like Ed Milet, Colin O'Brady. Yeah. Aubrey Marcus, dude. Like there's so many people out there that I that I love what they do and I just try to intake everything they say to, to, to make myself better to improve all aspects of my life you know yep exactly yeah there's just so many things and so what we want to what we want you to take away from this episode for those listening is not necessarily just the lessons that we've taught from the other people most importantly though is go, go and find and seek mentors who are going to help you to get to where you are in life and if you don't know you can take the ones that you know, we talk about on this podcast, but most importantly, what I always say, like, is if you want to find an indirect mentor, find something that you're struggling with or something that you want to perfect in your life and go and find someone who has done the thing that you want to do. Exactly. Like, like for me, I'm eating an absolute dick when it comes to Facebook ads right now. So you better goddamn believe what I'm doing tomorrow is literally going and looking up and reaching out to people who have mastered Facebook ads so I can fucking master them. And it doesn't even have to be Facebook ads or anything business related. It can be like if you're just feeling really unhappy about yourself, find people who have mastered the art of happiness, right? Like Jay Shetty or a monk or the fucking Dalai Lama, like whoever the fuck it is. Like it doesn't have to be that. It can be happiness. It can be um, being a good parent. It can be fucking you know, managing your own money, like anything, anything. There's someone out there who's doing it and there's someone out there who's teaching it. And you don't have to go invest in a course. You don't have to go fucking, you know, go into these masterminds, which honest to God, like masterminds are great and shit. But like, I've also heard from a lot of people that are a waste of fucking time and money. Um, Agreeable, like, but my point is this. There's someone out there who's done who you want to do, find them. And it doesn't mean find them in person but you can find it on the internet. So that's my parting words. This is my challenge to everyone listening here to bring back the great lesson. This is a long ass episode, by the way. Very long episode. I hope if you made it this far, thank you very much. But um, I mean, go follow these people. All, all of these 10 people we mentioned, they're a great start to, 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 to put you on the right path. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's good. It's really good stuff. Good shit. Good shit. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate this. I hope there was some good nuggets of information here and uh, we will see you on the topic that we're going to be talking about next time, which I'm sure is going to be a good one. Although we haven't decided yet, but we will. So don't you worry. Anyways, I'm going to stop live and let you all fucking enjoy the rest of your day, night, wherever the fuck you are. And remember create a fulfilling life for yourself. Take care, everyone.